When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, if you just are finding out the news about Aaron Rodgers, where have you been for the last four hours? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman in for Canty today. We heard from Aaron Rodgers just a little while ago. America held hostage. You know, these things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 66. And we went, before we welcome in our special guest on the topic, here is Aaron and his intentions for 2023. Decision, I think it was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point. Uh, really on that Tuesday, I wanted to play. Um, and then it was, uh, you know, how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Willie Colon, he is the Jets analyst, NFL analyst for SNY in New York, and of course, also from Morning Men on Sirius XM, uh, Mad Dog Radio. He joins us right now. Willie, it's Chris Carlin and Freddie Coleman. We appreciate a few minutes. What was your initial takeaway from Aaron Rodgers and everything he had to say today when it comes to the New York Jets? Wow, I, I got to be honest. It was, uh, you know, for those who are Game of Thrones fans, it reminded me the, the, you know, the ending of Game of Thrones. I was like, what was that? What, it, like, how is this? Is what you're giving me? I've waited this long. I've been this committed, and this is how we're leaving this. I was, I was, I was, you know, I, I was thrown back. I just didn't. I expected Aaron Rodgers to say, "Hey, I am done with the Green Bay Packers. I am ready to become a New York Jet." Send the plane, and I'll be there tomorrow. That was my expectations. What we got was a guy who pretty much was like, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I stayed at a, you know, I stayed, <laughs> stayed at a Motel 8. You know, we'll see how it figures out. <laughs> I just, I, I'm just not, it just didn't feel good to me. And I, and I tell you, and Christian, and Fred, you guys have been around the game a long time, and it, it goes back to the old Parcel uh, saying, if you're thinking about retirement, you're retired. I don't know how, as Jet fans and as a former Jet, if somebody says, "Hey, man, I walked in this house. before I walked in this house, I was ninety percent done with my job. As I'm as I walked back out this house, you know, I may give it another try. Like, I don't know. Like, my my, my whole point to it is, if you're ninety percent sure of something, you're pretty close. And I don't know what a dark room does, and I don't know what uh, you know an inch of light does to a person for them to make them turn back around and feel like they want to play for the New York Jets. I know a lot of Jets fans are happy and they're kind of getting ahead of the carriage a little bit." But um, it, it feels like it feels like so much uncertainty. I don't feel good about it. And you gotta say, Aaron Rodgers has has pretty much held Green Bay hostage for the last four years, and they've given this man everything he could possibly want. And so for him to kind of have this chip on his shoulder about them, just because they want to put Green Bay, the, the state of the Green Bay Packers, um, in the best situation moving forward with Jordan Love and that ball club. You know, that's his chip on his shoulder, uh, shoulder after they've given him everything he wants for the last three or four years. Um, I just don't feel good about it. I don't know how to explain it any, any better than that. 
Well, now that he no longer wants to be part of the Lannister family, he wants to join the Stark family, going to the New York Jets, leave the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> now that that's going to happen, and he's going to have his own Game of Thrones there, Willie, if you are a Jets teammate, based on what you just said, what kind of reception do you think he's going to get in that locker room? You know, I was I was fortunate I was fortunate enough, man. You know, during my time with the Jets, I was I, I saw Michael Vick walk into that locker room, and the reception was it was it was it was shocking for me because there was a lot of guys who, you know, who are from different generations. Like I remember Michael Vick at Virginia Tech, obviously as a Atlanta Falcon and, and, and an Eagle, and there were guys younger, real young in the locker room who just really paid attention to him as a guy on a Madden cover, right? Mm-hmm. And so. To say all that, guys were starstruck. They were, they was like, man, that's Michael Vick. I remember guys were whispering and, and people were just in awe of Mike walking around the locker room. And then once they got on turf, and they and they seen him absolutely light up the field with his arm and his speed. And I was like, man, that's the guy. I that's the superhero that I, I saw in the video games and the guy I watched. When Aaron Rodgers walks in that in that locker room, those guys are not going to just see Aaron Rodgers. They're going to see a superstar. They're going to be. There's going to all eyes on him how he goes about his business, who he is, how he walks, how he talks. The guys are going to be extremely excited to see him. My pushback is I just want Aaron Rodgers to be committed to that locker room. What is, what is he going to look like in the offseason? Is he going to be there in the offseason? You know you're dealing with a fragile quarterback room because Mike White is now a Dolphin. Zach Wilson is coming off a, you know, a, a horrible year. He's going to have to regain his confidence and figure out where he, what he looks like at the quarterback position. And so everybody in that locker room is going to be all eyes on him. It's not, it's not just, this chip on the shoulder won't matter. It's about being able to be the franchise, uh, face of that franchise, a motivator, a guy who, by all accounts, doesn't, you know, and I'm just going by his resume and track record, doesn't do well with young guys. You know what I mean? Like you talk about how he was critical about his young receiving core, how when he, Jordan Love got drafted, he was like, hey, I'm not here to be a mentor. I'm here to just be Aaron Rodgers. So all these things have transpired. So, I just hope he understands that this journey and this process in which he's about to embark on isn't about him getting back at the Green Bay Packers. It's about helping get turning the culture, making a pivotal turn for this Jets organization to be respected and take it to the next level. And I hope he's embracing that, not just to get back. Willie Colon, ex, uh, former Jet offensive lineman, former Steelers offensive lineman, SNY NFL analyst in New York, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Freddie Coleman in for Canty today. Willie, I'm curious as to how it would feel as a veteran if you're an offensive lineman and you have Aaron Rodgers, who was very noncommittal today about what the offseason looks like. You talk about the young players before. How important is it for him to be there for the entirety of the offseason? And how are you going to look at it if he's just kind of showing up when training camp starts? Well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, you can only go with, you know, his past, his resume. You know, you talk about before the start of this season, he admitted to smoking ayahuasca, right? And then, and then when you watch him get on the field, there was a disconnect with him and his young receiving core, particularly Watson. Um and then they obviously train, things got better, right? And, and Valley, I'm gonna give him a little bit of grace. He's dealing with a thumb. His defense, what, his defense wasn't uh, as advertised. He's dealing with fractured ribs. And then they turned it around once everybody got on the same accord. He's gonna have to be here. He has to be in the building. They have to see him. They have to feel him. They got to get to know who he is outside of the media and what the media says about him. And you can only do that by being in the locker room. Hanging out with guys, uh, you know, getting to know guys on an individual basis. And at age 39, 
I hope Aaron Rodgers has that type of want to. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, because that's the thing for me. Like when I when I landed to the Jets, it was a, and I and I was a battle hardened veteran at the time. Been to two Super Bowls at the Steelers, played a lot of big time playoff games. You know, it was Nick Mangold who came to me. Was like, hey, I know, and I'm from New York, by the way. It was Nick, Nick Mangold who came up to me like, hey, man, anything you need, let's go have dinner, let's catch up, let's get to know each other. Same thing with Brickshaw Ferguson. Mark Sanchez was there at the time. All these guys who were seasoned guys, when I got to the building after uh, leaving Pittsburgh, they wanted to know me, and they wanted me to get to know them. And that's imperative about building that relationship because that transcends on to the field. You don't have time to get to know somebody. You either know them or you don't by the time the whistle blows. And, and that how you, that's how you build trust. That's how you build chemistry. And that's how you set a brotherhood within the locker room and then on the playing field. So I hope he's open to that. I hope he's willing to kind of do that. But for me as a former offensive lineman, I need to see you. I need to be around there and I, I got to talk to him. Um, Cause I don't want, I don't want the, I don't want the media or the, what's going on in papers dictate how I feel about my quarterback. 30 seconds left. How much do you think he has left? I don't know. The 90, the 90% scares me, man. It does. Um, you know, I, I I know what he's capable of when he's healthy and when he's fired up. Um, but New York's a different market. His emotions and his motivation is what I'm I'm still questioning. So uh, we'll see. I mean, he he is one of the goats. Willie, great stuff, bud. Appreciate mm-hmm. the time as always, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Best of luck. You too. Wow. Willie Cologne, who just gave you some great stuff there yeah. as – you know, very concerned about the 90%, and you understand why. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In case you're wondering what Willie was talking about, well, let's hear from uh, what Aaron Rodgers had to say about this earlier. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that uh, they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, i got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring. 10% playing. That's where my, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet. And I thought that that was what was best for me. You know, this is what Canty and I have talked about a lot. That whole idea of if you're thinking about retiring, you already are. I don't necessarily think, Freddie, that mm-hmm. he's coming back to play because he wants to stick it to the Packers. Okay. Personally, I think he can say that about retirement. I don't think he was ever walking away from $60 million. No, no way. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're exactly right because that kind of money, he's not pulling a Chappelle from Chappelle show and going to Africa and turning down $50, 60000000 million. Hmm. He's not doing that because Aaron Rodgers loves two things. He loves himself some Aaron Rodgers, and he loves himself some money. He's not going to leave that money on the table. But it is very, very curious, that whole 90%, 10% thing, because how many times have we seen and heard the NFL is a place that you can't just be half in and half out. You can't no. do that because – and guys will feel that and see that and say, man, we, we went on the line for you. Our organization put on the line for you. We even went on social media and made videos about wanting you to come here. And that's how you're going to repay us? So I understand there's a little apprehension and a little consternation. If you're a Jets player thinking, man, this guy said he was 90% retired, and then he decided to change his mind unretired to join us, we're hoping – that he's going to be all in. And if he does not show up at OTAs and doesn't show up until the first day of training camp, then that apprehension is going to be exercised to an nth degree with any Jets player thinking that this is the guy we need to make sure we can compete, get to the playoffs, and win the Super Bowl out of the AFC. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Freddie Coleman in for Canty today. Tune into the NBA tonight. The Clippers hosting the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. The other part of this is the Packers and what they want to do in all of it. Here is Rodgers on the Packers trying to work something out here with the Jets. Packers would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They let, they let other people know that in direct words because I still have that fire and I, I, and I want to play and I would like to play in New York. Uh, it's just a matter of you know getting that done at this point. Yeah, the, by the way, there's just so much pettiness in this too. There's so <laughs> many, He was so petty about the reporting. He's petty about the Packers. Like they haven't done right by... He even said that at one point, Freddie. And this is just so maddening by me uh, for right. me uh-huh. that he actually said, you know, that they that they finally do right by me. What? <laughs> Look at the last few years and everything they have done for you. And now they're doing right by you. Uh, that's important for them to do that because I'm one of the great players in the history of the organization. You, you were. You, I mean, you were a great player. You won two MVPs recently. But they want to get rid of you because of the pain in the butt that you have been. So now you're going to hold it against them and say, well, they, you know, they, it's good that they're trying to do right by me. Are we really surprised by that, though? Uh, no. Yeah. No. But every time I hear these little things from him, yeah. it frustrates me a little bit more yeah. about the player that he is versus the leader that he is. Mm, yeah. You don't hear crap like that. And it's only a fair comparison because I think Aaron would make this comparison. You don't hear this crap from Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I think going. Aaron thinks he's on that level. Well, he still believes he's on that level. And we've seen the kind of plays he's been able to make that he can convince himself of that right now, even as he gets closer and closer to 40 years of age. But when you engage in petty labelness, like he's always done, mm-hmm. later with the Green Bay Packers, you're going to find any slight that's going to put it on your side to say, see, it's not me. It's them. They didn't do this for me. It's them. I didn't tell them to draft Jordan Love. They could have drafted somebody else or drafted a quarterback in the fourth or fifth round, and then I can be more of a mentor or wanted to be more of a mentor. Aaron Rodgers or anybody that's in that situation will do everything possible, Chris, to make sure that all this stuff that has happened, you can't place that at my feet. None of it. He doesn't want any responsibility when it comes to where we are now. That's why he said as much in the Pat McAfee show that they haven't done right by me. That whole wish list thing, well, you know, I wish the Green Bay Packers, well, he really doesn't. He wants he wants to stick it to them by going to another team and succeed with that team and hope they fall apart. That's why I think when it comes to Jordan Love, this is a gap year to him because nobody's expecting anything out of Jordan Love the Green Bay Packers. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. He barely has anybody to block for him. So he's really going to be learning under fire. In other words, he's in the same situation that Aaron Rodgers was in when Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers had Mm -hmm. enough of each other. And I'll never get that first year Aaron Rodgers became a starting quarterback. I said, man, that guy balled his you-know-what off. I said, yeah, you better get him now because that guy's going to be a superstar because he had nobody around him compared to Brett Favre. Jordan Love's in the same situation without the same kind of talent level and the pettiness that developed with Aaron Rodgers leaving. I can't wait to see how that's going to match up and how that's going to work for Jordan Love. Well, it's ironic, right? Rodgers just came out of the darkness, and the Packers are headed into it because that's what the next couple of years are going to look like. And and listen, whatever they get for Rodgers at this point, I'm going to take a guess that they end up with a second round pick for Rodgers. And that's it at this point. I do you think it's going to be? A, you think they're getting the 13th pick for him? I, I think no. It's, well, it won't be a first round pick, but I could see maybe a second this year, a second next year, maybe a third. 
I could yeah. see that as compensation. Maybe a player, maybe not, but I could see three picks. But I, I don't believe one of them will be a first-round pick. I don't think the Packers want that. They just want to be done with them. Yeah, I think they want to be done with them too, but they want to try to maximize this return. And I, Because it's not often that you're trading a, a player of that level, but the problem is nobody knows how long he's going to play. And listen, as far as the Packers and their future, Freddie, this is a good thing, even though they are not headed for a championship this year. Mm-hmm. The gap year, as you put it, that's okay. You can get a lot of answers here. Absolutely. And if you get multiple picks, if you get a second and a third, let's just say, that's more to add if you need to next year go and draft a quarterback mm-hmm. and trade up to go get one, or if you're in a position to already trade, which, frankly, I think they might be. They, they may find themselves in a position where they have a good enough draft pick already and find themselves in the top 10 next year. Yeah, here's something else, and I'm glad you brought that up in terms of fortifying Jordan Love and making sure that his future is not going to be the darkness that we think is going to be for the next couple of years. You do not want to put Jordan Love in the same situation that the previous guy believed you put him in when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Because time and time again, not defending him, just stating what it was. Time and time again, he said, how about give me some weapons on the outside? Then they draft the quarterback or they draft somebody on defense. Aaron Rodgers is like, look, I know I'm great, but you got to give me a little bit of help. Now you have a quarterback that needs that because he's not great like Aaron Rodgers. You mm-hmm. can't do the same thing to Jordan Love thinking we believe in him and he can overcome if we don't draft somebody, go get somebody in free agency the way the previous guy did because he was able to make that work and become a Hall of Fame quarterback and a four-time MVP. Jordan Love can't do that, at least not at the beginning of him being a starting quarterback in Green Bay this year. No, he can't. And I'm really thrown by the fact that Jordan Love is going to get this opportunity, but I don't even know if it's a full-on opportunity, right? Because of who is going to be around him. Asking him to be a force multiplier in the first opportunity to uh, to be a starter full-time even though it's a few years in, it's there's still a learning curve when you're playing every single down. There's still a learning curve. So for Jordan Love at this point, with the decision they have to make on him and figure out what, what the future holds, I don't even know that he's being dealt a particularly good hand in this. Here's what it boils down to, Freddie. Uh-huh. Packers should have traded Rodgers a couple of years ago. Well, even though he won an MVP they'd be in a better position right now. It would have been hard to do that because the court of public opinion, Green Bay would have never let that happen. Well, now they're on their side. Now mm-hmm. it's a lot easier right. to do because I think a lot of fans are done with them as well. Yeah, but it, then, no. Yeah, yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, are the NFC champions coming back to the pack? Starting to look like it with what this offseason has uh, brought the Philadelphia Eagles so far. This March... Take your first shot at hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook. Get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that sneaky matchup you've been eyeing all on an app that's safe, secure, and so super easy to use. There's no better place to bet than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash play. Make every moment more with FanDuel all March long. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 
$5 deposit required. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I, I've got to spend, I don't know, well, I've got to spend an hour tonight uh-huh. going back and watching the entire interview okay. and counting the number of times that Aaron Rodgers said love. Like, it's all love. We're good. We're, I'm all about love. I love you. We're, we're good. It's all love. It's fine. Packers suck, but it's all love. Make sure it's not a drinking game because you're going to be drunk after about the first six loves. Absolutely. And there was about <laughs> as much truth and sentiment behind it every time he said it as there was for brother love back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you hit that early, I said, I forgot about him in wrestling. A lot of us did. A lot of us did. But all I could think of when I'm watching that interview on the Pat McAfee show earlier today was that every time he said it and how little 
it comes across that he means it. It's yeah. all love. It really is. Boy, the Packers <laughs> really screwed me over, but it's all love. I know. The nerve of them <laughs> screwing him over and signed to a three-year, $150 million contract. I'll tell you what. Screw me over like that all you want. America held hostage. You know, these things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 66. Based on what we heard today. Right. Do I have to stop playing that? No. Come on. We're still held hostage. Are we still held hostage until uh, he's officially a jet? Uh, un- until a deal be done, we yeah. still be hostages. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> until that happens, we're in purgatory, my friend. By As Kitty pointed out yesterday, normally when you do something for the captors in these situations, yes. they give you a little something back. Right. And so was that what we got today? Was just a little hint of hearing from him as to where he's going? Well, put it this way, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in a long time, the Green Bay Packers looked at him and said, look at me, look at me, I'm the captain now. Because he was doing that to them for the longest time. They he flipped out on was. Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron, look at this, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it. And if I was in his position, although I would not be, if I was in his position and I've been able to have that in my favor all this time and the team's finally had enough, at that point there's no need for me to stay. Because yeah. anything that, not saying he hasn't earned it, not saying he should not have that kind of equity, Chris, but because you've had power church and state for more than a minute and now you don't have it anymore, those are the kind of things not conducive for anybody to want to stay because they don't want to have to deal with something different with a team that they've been able to hold that kind of sway and control over that organization. Yeah, well, listen, I tell you, he is a, he is a piece of work, <laughs> and I would say he better come to New York and win, but doesn't matter to him. Doesn't matter to him in the least. Absolutely not. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Freddie Coleman in for Canty today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You look at the NFC East as the league year opened up about 90 minutes ago officially. And the Eagles have gotten hit pretty hard in the NFC East. They uh, have decided to move on from Darius Slay. Uh, They did bring back James Bradbury. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is still out there. Javon Hargrave left for San Francisco. T.J. Edwards is gone. Marcus Epps is gone. And they lost both coordinators in Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, both of which became head coaches. So Mm. with that in mind, Freddie, you look at what the Giants have done. They brought in Darren Waller on a trade yesterday. And the Cowboys cut Zeke earlier today, but they got Stephon Gilmore yesterday in a trade. How much tighter is the NFC East today than it was maybe, well, at the end of the season? It's kind of jaw tight as somebody being angry when it comes to the NFC East because you mentioned, Chris, losing two defensive co- two coordinators is one thing. Yeah, They lost seven starters on defense. They're going to go, seven guys that play in the Super Bowl on defense are not going to be there in 2023. So either they have a lot of belief in the guys behind them or they may go out and sign somebody, whatever that is. But to lose two coordinators and seven starters on defense, even the kind of talented roster that they have, and oh, by the way, you're really getting everybody's best shot now. When you've been able to get close to the top of that mountain, everybody not just in that division. But the 49ers have not forgotten what you did to them in the NFC Championship game, knocking out both of their quarterbacks. There are going to be other teams out there that believe it's their time. A team like the Detroit Lions, how well they played the end of the year. They're going to believe that they're going to be a factor in the NFC. I want to see how they deal with that. It's one thing to lose both coordinators. That hurts. But seven defensive starters, it's going to make things infinitely tough and not just in the NFC East for the Philadelphia Eagles, no matter the kind of talent that they have. Jalen Hurts is going to get his contract here soon, Freddie. And this is why it is so beneficial for teams 
to have a, a quarterback on a rookie contract because they were able to have all of those players in place. So what does it become about now? Well, you're going to pay Jalen Hurts all that money. And so there's more pressure on him to be the force multiplier and to make up right. for some of their losses, not just on the offensive side, but on the defensive side as well. Mm-hmm. I still believe the Eagles are v- positioned exceptionally well because of that, because I have yep. that level of faith okay. in Hertz. Waller helps the Giants immensely if he's on the field. Yeah. Here's somebody else you have faith in. If you're an Eagles fan, your general manager, Harry Roseman, because yeah. look what he's been able to put together. And it just goes beyond talent. It's a culture. It's an attitude. What he was able to do because everybody looked at him and said, he hired Nick who? Nick mm-hmm. Sirianni? That's turned out pretty well for the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of they fight for that guy. And the kind of attitude and culture that he's been able to do, they have complete trust in each other. So even though they lost seven defensive starters and two coordinators, they firmly believe we'll replace those guys. It's going to take a little bit, but when we get together and find that chemistry, we're still going to be the team you have to deal with and not just in the NFC East, in the NFC. That's the kind of confidence and culture that the Eagles have that they've been able to build so far. The Cowboys rid themselves of Zeke. They are cutting him. He is going to be a post-June 1st uh, cut. And when I say that, I'm talking about his contract really more than anything because it's been an albatross the last couple of years. They made a huge mistake in paying him at the level that they did, especially for a running back, as we have seen now. And it held them back from being able to do other things. They now have the chance to to do a couple of other things, like bring in Stephon Gilmore in a trade yesterday with the Colts that's going to make them better defensively. And they were pretty good already. And now they truly have to take that next step this year. They have to be a Super Bowl team and I don't know that they're going to be, especially with Dak at, at quarterback. I just, I'm not a Dak believer, Freddie. Well, I'm not. It, put it this way. If, he, if you're going to be a believer in Dak, then Mike McCarthy is going to have to do it his way. And that's what he decided to do. That's <laughs> why luck. I moved off in Keller Moore. Right. Yeah, no question. Good luck. I believe it's there in Dak Prescott. The question is, does he believe it? And I still wonder about that with him playing that position. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. I just want to remind you. I just want to drop it in every once in a while. Just to remind you. Just like brother love, Freddie, I love you. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love everyone. It's just as he does. Good Lord. That's never going to get old for me. Never. It it really won't for me either. It really won't. And trust me, I can beat a dead horse, boy. I I can drive a joke into the ground. I absolutely can. In just moments, we are going to discuss who's in your final four. That is on the way. And we get more perspective from... Wisconsin coming up in just a bit. As Aaron Rodgers made it known earlier today, he intends to play for the New York Jets. But next, if you're filling out the brackets, get out your pens. Not your pencils, your pens. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It all begins tomorrow in earnest. Of course, you still have playing games tonight. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. And this reminder, you got to hit us up and join us on the Men's Tournament Challenge and on the Women's Tournament Challenge brackets on ESPN.com. ESPN Radio, all the hosts have filled out their brackets and have put them on the Men's and Women's uh, Tournament Challenge site. You can go there and follow the group, join our group, follow individual hosts, find out if you're better than Freddie, you're better than me in terms of picking all the winners. And, Freddie, that's where I want to go right here because we've spent some time uh, this week on the tournament, but I want to know exactly where you're coming from uh, with the NCAA tournaments that begin uh, in earnest over the next couple of days. It's time for the Boost Mobile Tournament preview. So I'm going to put it to you pretty simply. Right. Men's side, Freddie. Okay. Who have we got in your Final Four? I have Duke out of the East, Alabama out of the South, Texas out of the Midwest, and Kansas out of the West. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you've got who winning the whole thing? I got Duke beating Kansas in the championship game in Houston. I got so you Duke got winning. Duke? Yep. Winning the championship game. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are a blue blood guy. Duke over Kansas. Not so much a blue blood guy. I think this tournament is going to be so wide open. There'll be a wild card team that makes a sweet 16 run, not along the lines of St. Peter's, a 15th seed. I don't right. see that in back to back years. But Duke is a five seed, and they're underseeded to me out of the yeah. East region. They should have been a three, or four, a, a three or a four seed as far as I'm concerned. But I just look at this tournament because there's so much wide open spaces and so many questions about teams coming in. Right now, to me, Duke going into the tournament, they have the least amount of questions by the way they play in the last month or so. So here's what I hear. You hate the underdog. You hate the oh, underdogs. No, the you you oh, are an elitist. That's what it boils no, down no. to for me. I, I got Kent State beating Indiana in the first round, and they out of the Mid-American Conference. I got All right, well, that's just yeah. loco. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, Indiana, Indiana can be very maddening. They'll have these great wins, and then they look like they never played basketball before. That's a very maddening team that has too much talent to play the way they've been able to play, especially down the stretch in the, in the Big Ten. Okay, on the men's side, Freddie, mm-hmm. I have got – Houston okay. making it, uh, assuming I am, and I heard him the other day say he's fine by Thursday. Yeah. Marcus Sasser is all good for the Cougars. We'll see. I've got UConn okay. making it to the Final see. Four. I can see that. Dan Hurley and company getting back there. Yeah. On the other side, I've got Arizona okay. and Kansas State. The one I feel really? the worst about, yeah. Right. Even though I haven't been to the national championship game, the one I feel the worst about is Arizona. Why is that? And because, so maybe I'm a little bit biased here. Okay. I have called two games this year for Alabama, so I've seen them a good amount in addition to just watching them on TV. Yeah. Brandon Miller's an amazing player. No doubt. This, is, this has very little to do with everything that's been around them. Okay. Um, and just, you know, the idea of sidestepping a problem, come on, 
let's call it what it was. You know, um, I heard that earlier in the week. But, Freddie, I, I, for some reason, and maybe it's just because I've seen them lose two games, yeah. I just haven't felt like they're a great team. Okay. I haven't felt like they're a great team. Yeah. I think they're very, very, very talented. They've got McDonald's All-Americans up and down. But I think ultimately the best team in Houston is going to end up winning yeah. this thing. To your point, there are no great teams in this tournament. There are no Kentuckys when they went undefeated. There aren't teams like that. They're very good teams, which will make this maybe the most compelling tournament that we've seen since last year because we say that every year about the NCAA tournament. The problem I have with Alabama, and that's why I think they're kind of a shaky pick to me, even though I got them going to Final Four, if they're not hitting threes, they try to shoot themselves back in the game. And then you'll have these two for 16s, two for 17s. You can get away with that in the SEC tournament and in the regular season. And in a one-and-done situation, that could be a very, very dangerous way to try to win a national championship because they're so three-point heavy. And they got guys that can get to the front of the rim, whether it's, it's Brandon Miller leading that way. But I think at times, way too many times, they settle for a three and try to shoot themselves in the game if they're not shooting the three well early in the game. Okay, over on the women's side, I have got, I mean, entirely too much chalk, to tell you the truth. I don't blame you. And it's a little bit frustrating, but um, I could not find a way to pick UConn this year. Okay. Because they have been inconsistent at times. Yep. Uh, so I have got, okay. and I can't believe I'm saying this because I've never done this before, I've got four number one seats. Okay. I've got Stanford, right. South Carolina, uh-huh. Uh, Indiana and okay. Virginia Tech, and I think the game of the tournament okay. is going to be South Carolina Stanford. Okay, and I won't lie. Yeah, I picked Stanford to win the whole thing. Really, you took the Haley Joneses? I did, and the reason is I need to make things easier in my household. My wife went to Stanford. Oh well, you know, happy <laughs> wife, happy life. Like the like the old Ray Charles song, "You better keep her." I think it's cheaper. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't look at it that way though. It's more like how is she looking at it? <laughs> oh, how she's looking at you? <laughs> no, I do want to listen. I I like Dawn Staley a lot, yes. um, mm. and I love watching South Carolina play. Right. I do. I've seen them play probably four or five times this year, and they're entertaining. I mm-hmm. I did. I won't lie, I did just use a little bit of fandom there with Stanford. Okay, I get it. I got South Carolina, Stanford, Virginia Tech. Those are my three seeds. I got LSU out of the Greenville region. I think they beat Indiana in the championship game. Angel Reese is one of the best players in the country. She mm-hmm. plays with an attitude. She can. She's a double-double machine. She has that toughness. Kim Mulkey, even though, honestly, LSU, they're a couple of years ahead of schedule in terms of being a team that can get to the Final Four. I don't think anybody thought that Kim Mulkey would do it this quickly down at LSU. So I think they can get to the Final Four. Virginia Tech's story is unbelievable. Kenny Brooks has done a fantastic job with that program, winning the ACC. They go 8-9 deep on their team. They're long defensively. they also really, really good at making possessions count. That's a sneaky kind of team that no one's talking about that it would not surprise me if they make the championship game against South Carolina. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I, the The only other team that I would have wanted to pick to make the Final Four that I didn't, and again, mm-hmm. because I want peace in my household, right. would be Iowa. Yeah. Because I want to see Caitlin the Clark. greatest matchups. I want to see Caitlin Clark. Yeah, Caitlin, I want to see it. Yeah, she's no joke. Or Villanova. I think that's a sneaky team. Maddie Seacrest, one of the best players in the country nobody talks about. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 